Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Ruby Fever, the sixth book in Alona Andrews' Hidden Legacy series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron at, of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. Special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We love you and appreciate you. We appreciate you guys. Yes. <laughs> so chit chat. So we were, Juliet and I were just talking about um, how burnout we are in 2022. <laughs> 2022 is kicking our ass. Yeah. So we usually message in the morning and I was telling Juliet, I was like, I'm so ready for 2022 to be done. Like yeah. we still have two more months of 2022 and I'm just like, I'm ready for it to be over. I've never <laughs> looked forward to a new year because I just feel like 2022 has been the most stressful <clears throat> Very year much. ever, especially Very like I feel like this past quarter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which lines up with our tarot reading guys which yeah. lines up with our tarot Th- reading that's what's scary is like and i remember like when jess and i did the tarot reading at the beginning of the year <clears throat> we were both like after we finished we both because we've done other. it we've done it for the past two years and we've gotten very like very, nice, very, very positive, positive um you know you like know. of course not all the cards were like super positive yeah, like in, but, in the past but, but, but for like the for the most, most part, part like the themes for good. the quarter so what i do is i follow um tamed wilds um yearly tarot reading uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's literally a prediction of like the whole entire year by, by quarter. quarter it's really and great. also like what are you leaving behind what are you gonna take in with you right. with the next year i really like the questions that you ask whenever yeah. you do these tarot readings mm-hmm. and it just started off as like um a little fun thing for us to do when juliet started the stay a spell series i was like right. hey, let's, like, do hey tarot let's do readings tarot. For us. <laughs> so anyway mm-hmm. um this past one like we were so i remember you came over here and we were so excited we're like tarot yes, reading yes, fun. and then <laughs> and then we started pulling but, cards, and I was like, "I you what? could see my face on the video because we I, recorded I, I, for Patreon. I remember your face. We like, record it for Patreon, okay? As we're pulling it, and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? What the fuck <laughs> like, is happening? We're both like, okay. I was like, okay. Huh. I think after the second or third time the weeping woman showed up, I was like, what the ever-living fuck is going to happen this I just year? had, like, basically my like, themes for, like, every quarter, especially the third quarter. <clears throat> like, it's so crazy because it was so Both accurate. of our third quarters were heinous. Our quarters were, like, horrible. We were like, wow. I think like, we had, like, the we're, tower, we're like, the we, crumbling what are tower. We gonna, what are we going to go through? And I'm I like, know. I have no idea Justin what we're going to go Justin had the devil card. Yeah. I but just, they weren't all, the, like, the positive readings or, like, the reverse of this. It was, like the bad shit yeah. you know and we're like we had a lot of inverted cards <sighs> wow and yeah wow. it was just it was just a lot and i was like okay but we're gonna stay positive but like seriously <laughs> after that reading we both were like <sighs> we were both scared <laughs> like, we're like hell? what's gonna happen this year should yeah. we have done that reading because now we we're both anticipating and like it literally was like the roughest fucking year for both of us it like, was in so many ways um yeah, it did I don't say fourth even, quarter was going to be better though. It said but fourth I quarter is going like, to be more positive. We're still in October at the moment of recording yeah. this podcast, and I feel like we still have like residual, you know, bad yeah. juju from yeah. third quarter. Um, still hanging on there. Two weeks it ago, want to let go was really bad for me. It's probably the worst of the whole year, and that's why this <laughs> this um actual recording of this episode yeah. got postponed a little bit because yeah, it was like, just 
This just like time be hectic, y'all. Life shit, like everything I felt like was being dumped on me. And I literally was like, Justin, I cannot even like I mean, like I miss coming to see you, but I, I'm like a vegetable right now. I can't I think even, both like, of our brains were completely fried. Yeah. This past <laughs> month has been the worst. Yeah. We just were we're totally just <clears> like <throat> yeah. Consumed we, we couldn't by function. We couldn't function. Writing, after. editing, studying for you. Yeah. I mean just crazy <gasps> sauce, but you know, Anywho. I'm still kind of looking forward to our tarot yeah. reading at the end of this year because I'm. It's got to get better. <laughs> I mean, knock on freaking wood because it can get worse. If I start pulling out that weeping woman bitch, I'm gonna like literally pull that card out. Because what if we have no, a terrible like all quarters, like oh you know? God. So like, no, we're gonna. It can can't be worse, but we're gonna hope for it the best. Can't. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hope for the best. Okay, hope for the best. Oh, but anyway, man. yeah, um, yeah. After after all of that, <laughs> let's jump into Ruby Fever. Yeah. So let's talk about the characters. Tell so, us, Jess. Um, the characters. So if you have not, you know, read the Hidden Legacy series, because this is book six. Which is book three in Catalina. Alessandra mm-hmm. and Catalina's and story. And we have done we have done all the books for Catalina and Alessandro on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes Sapphire Flames, Emerald Blaze, and Ruby Fever. Mm-hmm. Now we're recording it. Um, so we we really love this family um, because it all started with Nevada and Rogan, who are the first three, who are the couple in the first three books. <laughs> and Catalina is Nevada's younger sister who's kind of taken over the family. And if you haven't read them in order, then you might be a little bit confused and you will be way confused if you haven't read any of Catalina's books. Yeah. <laughs> so I highly advise you to read all of this before you listen to this podcast because right. it'll be really confusing. But Catalina Baylor, I really like her powers. I do too. In the beginning when we're them. introduced to her at the beginning <clears throat> of this series, we don't know what her powers are. We just know that, you know, she has to keep her powers under very tight control. Yeah. And later on as the series progresses, we discover that she has this unknown power, like Nobody else in the world has this. This power has died out because it was yes. so dangerous. And she, they call her a siren because yeah. her powers, like, could make people love her. But, like, an obsessive love, like, they will kill themselves kill or each kill other her. Or kill her. Because they love her so much. Yeah. So it's a very dangerous power. So she's been taught to – I think um, she was saying how she was kidnapped in the hospital when she was born because she's a baby and she can't control that. Yeah. And she was kidnapped um, as a baby. So she has some interesting powers. But what I love about Alona Andrews, and we'll get to this in the spoiler section, is I feel like every time we are with Catalina – we discover a new aspect of her power. Yes. She either has more control or she I, – I really do like the way that – Or the, there's some new facet yeah, of there's it some, that we it's, didn't it's know not, about yeah, before. It's, not it's like, like growing. Yes, because mm-hmm. especially for her since yeah. she has no model to follow. Like right. there's no other person that yeah, she like, can be like, Yeah, like all the others were like assassinated yeah. and killed. Yes. So it's and very interesting. So – and then we have her hero, mm. um, Alessandro, and he is wonderful. I remember their first meeting. So – in this world, um, this is an urban fantasy world, and um, some people are magically gifted. And when they are, like, magically gifted, they go through these trials to basically mm-hmm. rank them. Like, how, yeah. how high is my power level? And, and their rank depends on their actual level of, like, status and power within the whole realm of the magical community. Right. Know? So when they test it, they have to have somebody who has a similar power to them or who is the exact opposite. And that's where right. um, Alessandro came in to test uh, Catalina. And he is beautiful. 
beautiful. He's this Italian count, yeah. like, playboy. she was, like, young at the time, like, 17 or 18 or something. Yes, and she yeah. was kind of obsessed with him through social media. So yeah. she, like, almost died when he showed up. And then it's yeah. really funny because years later, they actually met and fell in love as adults. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool. But uh, Alessandro's power, it's really cool. So he can actually manifest any weapon that he sees. So if he sees it's a weapon... Awesome. And he knows how it works, especially it just works better if you just know how the weapon works. You mm-hmm. can manifest it. So if you, like, looked at a bazooka, if he looked at a bazooka, he could manifest it. Like, right. whenever. That like, exact He replica. could do it again. Yeah. So very useful power to have. So anyway, <laughs> at this point in the story, we have, like, the big bad that um, Alessandro is on a vengeance quest against the man who killed his father and his name is Archon. So they've been kind of battling him for the past two books and mm-hmm. this is the culmination of that battle. Right. And we're really excited to jump in and I hope that you guys are ready for um <laughs> it's always so hard to describe Elona Andrews books because I feel like they're so action heavy. Oh yeah. And it's really hard to describe action, you know, because it's that's the stuff you have to read on page. They're action heavy and they're um but they're also the the family the, what I love most about Hidden Legacy is the family. Mm. Um mm. the family aspect and just how they all work together as a cohesive unit, you know, out of both respect but also love, you know, and it's yeah. just like it's really cool. Well, that part's easy to talk about. It's just hard to I know. describe a battle. Like, I know. And so this person him, decapitated um, that one and and she did a roundhouse kick and then rolled to the ground and like it's very hard to describe action scenes yeah. um, at least I find them to be so so yeah. it, it'll be interesting whenever we get to those but um, if you haven't read <clears throat> Ruby Fever you should go check yes, it out and check come it back. out and come back <laughs> all right guys we're in the spoiler section um, and it opens with where we are the family's buying a new house mm-hmm. um but not just like a house they're buying like a compound basically yeah so they used to be kind of like in this industrial area area and that got destroyed yeah and now their family is actually kind of making money um yeah. after they go on like missions and stuff and and they're growing up they all need more space mm-hmm. like their own private space so they but wanted also, something their house is new so like yeah. house affiliations um your house if you have lots of mages yeah. We're in talking your about family, family house yeah like yeah, like capital H house. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if your family has a lot of mages in it, then you can declare yourself a house. And it's basically like, this is my alliance. Right. And you're very like insular and you marry to make like, you know, your bloodline stronger and stuff mm-hmm. like that and all, all that jazz. And there, even before this, they were a family for hire, you know. And so it's like, that's also how they, they make their money in some ways. Nevada some ways. Nevada was a um, detective, basically. Detective, right. Um, and so Catalina has taken up that mantle now that Nevada is with Mad Rogan. Mm-hmm. And since they're such a new house, they have like lots of enemies. It, just because like whenever you're a new house, like other houses want to prove themselves and be like, oh, I can take them I out. Can take you them know? Down. So they have yeah. to kind of live together. Yeah. And they come across this vacation, rent, this abandoned <laughs> vacation property. That had been added on to over time. Yes. So it's got all these little like <laughs> hamlet type little homes it has like some like tower looking yes. like, houses and like yeah. the cottages it's just all over the place Eclectic, okay crazy but it's really funny because it's like not super it needs to be renovated to some extent um but i really love it because there's um 
it's not just the sisters, it's also the cousins. So mm-hmm. Burn, um, who now is engaged to Runa, mm-hmm. and she has a little brother named Ragnar, so they're all part of the family. And then we have Leon. And then we have Burns. Leon, which is one of my favorites. So when Leon sees one of the tower buildings, he's like, that's mine. Because that's mine. one of his, well, his power is that he can, like, look at a target and mm-hmm. he can like have perfect accuracy with aim he can even it, he can even like ricochet, he ricochet bullets. Yeah. yeah which he does which i love very in this frequently and but, it's amazing so he is like sharpshooter he needs the tower he you needs know? the tower <laughs> <laughs> and i love it i love it so it's they're they're just now getting to this yeah. to this new compound i love that arabella was all she was like all down she was miss debbie like, downer where like, am i where's my house it's like i don't like this place cottage. i don't like this place it's like she's like well i do have a little shack for you a shack for me and then kind of says yes there's your shack it's a two-story like bungalow beautiful beautiful and the most recently renovated the most recently renovated and it's like is it near the water i think too is it oh, yeah like in the backyard they have they have a swimming pool area i don't know if yeah. they have a lake too For but it's definitely there was huge. a lake nearby but anyway property. it's really pretty property right so yeah, Arabella's then she's like, oh, okay, I'm on board. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so um she and Alessandro had picked out a two-story house on the um property for themselves. And so mm-hmm. she's like, he must be, he might be there. He's been working himself into the ground so that they can pay for this property right. and stuff. And when she walks in there, there's rose petals on the ground, looks so romantic. And yeah. you know, it's gonna be such a romantic moment. And then there's a person that just appears and tries, tries to, attack to kill them. them. Yeah. And they have to kill him. So I love how like <laughs> Alessandro's like, wow proposal is ruined <laughs> like because he's like, to murder this you know russian <laughs> this is life i'm still gonna do it he's like this is life for us so he does yeah. propose and it's really beautiful and it's with a red ruby so i love mm. it and then mm-hmm. we have a mini time jump of six months six months later they have been settled in there and i love the humor in this because i find that their I humor is so like humor. subtle it's not slapstick. it's very dry it's, it's what i call dry yes. it's just like you know yeah, and it's it's very clever, you know. So, I just love it. Catalina's like on the phone. She, she's basically on a, a conference call with like a client who has like some complaints or whatever, and it's basically he's trying to like run over her because he thinks that you know she's a woman, she's a new house, whatever. Right. And then she notices like people running down the hall. She's like, she sees Matilda, who <laughs> is a ten year old girl. She's an animal mage, and then all of a sudden Leon <laughs> goes serious. goes through and Arabella, and she's just like, what is going on? So she like shuts down that conversation and goes see what's going on. And then we find out that Matilda and Ragnar went on a mission to rescue this very rare spider. Very rare. Called um, Yadviga. And <laughs> she's like worth a quarter million dollars. And now <laughs> it's lost in and their she office. she got loose she's from her loose little, her you know, terrarium or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and so she's like, who approved this assignment? I said no one could go on this assignment. And then she's like, I know Isn't who she also like super the 10-year-old. Yeah, she is a poisonous spider. <laughs> But she's like, who would approve of a 10-year-old to go on a mission? And I don't know how old Ragnar is. I know it's older than Mat- – he's older than Matilda, but I don't know how yeah. much older. But still, it's like, who would approve of these children going on this mission? And she's like, Leon. Leon. <laughs> Leon would. <laughs> Leon is a shit star, and I love him. Leon's like – he's 20, but he's still so immature. Oh, but I y'all. love that about him. I like, love that's him. just been such a great, great mm-hmm. thing. So then Catalina gets this call – because Luciana Cabrera is the um, speaker of the Texas Assembly, which is like basically like a ruling coalition of the Texas mages. And right. she was just murdered at a restaurant. 
So yes. so they have to go check that out. Yeah, and she calls Linus because the reason why she's getting this call is because within the course of her book, she has become this deputy warden of, of Texas. Yes. And Linus, who is kind of her mentor – is the deputy? He's, is he he's the warden? The, he's the warden, and he's, he's not, not answering. answering. And that's weird for him. Yes, he always answers. Yeah. So anyway, she's, yeah, she has to go. She has to go check out what's going on at um the restaurant where this woman was murdered <laughs> with two spikes, and she's like spiked brutal. to the wall. It's a brutal murder, and she's yeah. like, hmm. hello. It's very um on display. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's it's a message, right? And she kind of she gets the message because she recognizes this power. Um, especially like with the with the spikes to belong it belongs to Xavier, who is Mad mm-hmm. Rogan's cousin. And he's kinda like gone off the walls. He's jealous of Rogan. Yeah. So he's joined with the bad guy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And he's just like So also another thing that we need to discuss, like just briefly, is a main plot point of these three books in Catalina's series is that there is this serum. This original serum is called the right. Osiris serum. Right. And it is the origin of all magic in people that happened many years ago. And it's been under lock and key um, ever since then, but recently it's been stolen. Of course. And in the past couple of books, we've run into people who don't respond to the Osiris serum well. So they're kind of like, they're it like super powered it and it's warped. Them. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're, they're not super functional and they have weird powers and stuff. Yeah. So it, they're trying to get, they're trying to get the serum back and, um, that's what happened to Xavier because he didn't have a lot of power, and now he's been fed this Osiris right. um, serum, so now and now he's and... now he's like power mad mm-hmm. with like the same types of powers as Mad Rogan. Right. So Linus isn't answering after this. After you know, Alessandro call, calls a cleanup crew to restage it and stuff, and uh, they decide to go in his house. Uh, Leon yeah, he sends is there. Leon first. Yeah, so they send. Yeah, I love that. And then Leon's like when <laughs> he tries to go in or whatever. It's like don't because they know that like Linus always has guns. Um, He's what's called a Hephaestus mage. Hephe- yeah, Hephaestus. I think. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I love some of the references to these mage names. They're really cool, but. He can basically use metal and weapons to his advantage in any way possible. So he is like locked down big time in his, and that's what's so strange. Like she knew, Catalina knew, said, Leon, don't, you'll be, you'll be like mowed down within seconds. Let me get there. So she has to go in and basically turn off the alarms. It recognizes, the house recognizes her and allows her in. And so they can come in. But that's the weird thing. It's like, Linus would never be like, there would be no spring attack on him. If anybody got in that house, they had to have known him, you know? It's a very weird scenario. And right. so they find so they, his bodyguards murdered. And yes, then they Pete get to is the dead. Poor Pete. And then they go to the his safe room, basically, mm-hmm. and they find Linus, like, passed out. And mm-hmm. um, Alessandro sees this syringe next to him. And it's called um, Stick Sign or something like that. Yeah. And um, he also, it's basically, it's to protect yourself against a mental attack. Right. But, like, mental mages. But the thing is, it's unreliable because you don't know how you're going to react to it. And some or people if you're never, gonna wake up. some people <laughs> never come out of this, like, yeah. in self-induced coma. Right. And Linus took double dose, a double dose. Like, that's <sighs> almost a death sentence, okay? And, like, Catalina's trying to hold it together because, you know, she feels she feels great affection for yes. him. And also now all of a sudden she's assumed. Now she's the warden. She's the warden because she's <laughs> Cause the backup. She was, and so now she's exactly. the warden. So there's just a lot of responsibility. And um, so while they're about to load 
line us up. All of a sudden, this man comes down there, and he's beautiful, like inhumanly beautiful. And Alessandro recognizes him, and his name is Constantine. And he is a member of the Russian imperial family. And this is important because they're an extremely powerful family. And also, the bad guy used to be one of their assassins. Right, Arkin. And, yeah, Arkin mm-hmm. used to be the assassin for um, the Russian Imperium. But he kind of, like, earned um, his reprieve. Like, he was, like, done with it. And so they right. let him go. He's one of the only people that the Russian Imperium have, like, let go. And, like, mm-hmm. let him go out on his own. Like, didn't try to keep him within the faction or, like, kill him after he had, you know. Done all their dirty exactly. work and whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's there. And they're just like, what the hell? <laughs> And I love how Catalina just, like, doesn't really give him the time of day. And, she, and she's like, if you want to meet with me in an official capacity, schedule an appointment. Yes. <laughs> like, and he's not used to that. Yeah, which she's like, like, very, like, what? She's like, <laughs> don't get treated like this. Yeah. And I just love it. Um, but that's when Alessandro's, you know, his his – information about the family comes in handy because he knows all about them he has an older constantine has an older brother and a younger brother and he describes them as playing like specific roles in the family yeah you know and i really love the reference to mikhail because he's supposed to be subtle as a bull (laughs) subtle as a bull he's like a rage demon and so and and we'll see him later and that's why i mention him so awesome (laughs) so yeah awesome Anyway, so they're just like they're they're very interested to see like why Constantine is there, but they have they have Linus to worry about, and so they bring him back home, and he's in a coma, and they can't do anything about it. So Catalina is yeah. on her own, and she has to investigate why the hell did somebody murder um, Luciana, and is it related to Linus's being attacked? Oh, we should also mention that uh, Catalina also found a flash drive on yes. Linus. Yep. And that he had. It seems to be like it. It Linus wanted her to find it. Yeah, it's, I think it was like either in his hand or in his pocket, like yeah. on him. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gives that to Burn to um, decrypt because Burn that's one of Burn's powers. Yes, he's a techie. Yes, and um, we get a brief like this is kind of interesting to note because Augustine Montgomery has been a character who we've seen since book one. And at first I didn't know what to think about him, but now he's kind of become a family friend. We know that he's been friends with Connor in the past, and he seems to be a lot closer with the family now. Well, interesting, Augustine wanted to show Catalina a video of – Alessandro wanted to show a video of – Augustine and Connor sparring when they were younger mm-hmm. because he needs to prove a point about Constantine, how dangerous he is. So the video actually shows Augustine going toe to toe with Mad Rogan. And Augustine is like, he's, he presents himself to be like a businessman, you know, like very slim, slender. And mm-hmm. in this video, she's like, why is he so buff? Like he's, he's like he's muscular. Thick, muscular. Yeah. And he moves as fast as rogan right like this is crazy because we think of rogan being like the ultimate fighting machine right but then augustine, augustine is literally going toe to toe with him yeah. yeah it's like a draw at the end yeah. of it and, she's like, and so alessandro's message at the end he's like i need you to remember this because augustine is one of the most dangerous people that you can be in a room with and i need you to think about that when you think about constantine because he's also an illusion mage. right they're both illusion mages yep. and one of their tricks is to disguise how powerful they are yeah. and how fast they are like and so he's just like i just want you to know that so i just have to say and i know this comes later but it's just a sidebar thing a side note thing i love the moment that augustine and constantine see each other for the first time and augustine 
Carson says, nice scar. Augustine goes, yeah, yours too. Like, it's like they can they see make, through they, the illusions. Well, no, they make each other, they make themselves, um, like imperfect, like small imperfections oh, to make them not that's seem what that was so, about? Yeah. I thought they were seeing through their own illusions. No, no. So it's they're like, basically like complimenting each other's their work, art artistry. Their work, like, their we know you're not, you don't really have a scar, but you you're magician, trying to seem you like you're not like super perfect or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but still, that was so one of the good. funniest scenes, honestly. Yeah. That was one of the funniest scenes. And mostly it's because... Arabella is very offended by Constantine's presence because oh, he's yes. he's very cocky and he just she doesn't and she tells him I don't like you and Arabella's <laughs> like and you're not the strongest illusion mage I know yeah and Constantine's like way better his than you. jaws clenching he's like I'm the best he's there like, is in the world she's like, and she's no, like oh yeah then turn invisible turn invisible like Augustine, Augustine can, can do that and he's like mm-hmm. no he can she's like yeah I've seen him mm-hmm. do yes, it yes I can I've seen him do so it can do you that. do it and yeah. I love it it's so great <laughs> I love Arabella's personality like I. Cannot wait. Such a fucking crazy. Oh, cannot wait for her book. Yeah, we'll talk about that toward the end about Arabella (laughs) and what um, Alona Andrews has planned for um, her. So, um, research time. We have to research the Cabrera family, and um, their family is like a mental magic and stuff. But in her research, it's just she's. Like, looking at all the family, Luciana has one daughter, Kaylee, who's in college, and she's rumored to be a prime, but there's actually no record of her trial, which is very unusual. Like, you can't be branded a prime unless Unless you you go on trial, like, officially. And she's just like, and if you were a prime, you'd want to go through the trial so you can telegraph to everybody, I am a prime. Look at me. So this is very interesting. And, like, it obviously looks like, you know, cover up. Suspicious. So um, she tells Alessandra, like, okay, we're going to go interview her. And also they get the FBI involved because they do have, like, connections with them. But I need you to bring on the Italian count persona. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I love that. I love when they have to – he has this persona. Just like social Mm. media, that was one of the things about Alessandro. She was very wary to get in a relationship with him because he seems so superficial on social media. And we find out there's so much more depth to him. And there was a reason why he created that type of persona it, right it's very crafted right. um and so she's like i need you know the suave and put on your italian accent like <laughs> put make it thicker <laughs> like be sexy because i need yes. you to impress a 22 year old girl i need you to distract I need her, her guard to be down yes exactly okay? So they get over there and um, also so Cornelius had taken – Cornelius is Matilda's dad and he's an animal mage and he took like his his um, animals and they found Luciana's scent at yes. Linus's house. So this is mm. becoming very suspicious. We also learned that the um, – because they ask around to the neighbors and whatnot and the neighbors said that they saw Luciana leaving late and she was with someone who was wearing a hood. Yeah. A hooded so person. Like, mm, so, of course, unidentified. Small hooded person. Small so, hooded. <laughs> suspicious, suspicious. I wonder who could okay, that be. Okay. And um, so I love how – I love how right before she walks in, she gets a call from her security. And this seems like such an innocuous, like, exchange, but it's not. It's very important. Yeah. Um, she, she says – the person at the security gate says, hey, there's someone at the gate that wants – that says he has an appointment. And she realizes that this is Constantine in disguise, but he's disguised as an old man. And she's like, man, that, like, that face looks over. very, very familiar, but I don't know why. And she's like, yeah, let him in. Bring him <sighs> in the office. I'll deal with him later. Yeah, I'll deal with Constantine later. Whoopsie, that's a mistake. Yep, um, yep. So they go in to interview the Cabreras. <laughs> 
And Catalina finds that Kaylee's shield looks impenetrable on the outside. It looks very, like, tough. Right. But it's so easy for her to slip through. Catalina, yeah. beyond her shield. And, and she feels a lot of, like, rage, rage on the other side. And power and... Yeah. Like it's not manic. Yes, it's frenzied. not similar to what she feels from the other family members. It's very different. Yeah, and I really like how she describes it as um in the middle of her her mind's eye. It's like a glowing coal on a bed of embers. It's like something very volatile, and she begins questioning like everyone. And when she sees. Alessandro take Catalina's hand, that's when all of a sudden these magic waves start like rushing out from her. Mm-hmm. And it's directed at Alessandro, and Catalina hears like a whisper in her head, and it says, Like me, like me, like me. So that's what Kaylee's actually doing to Alessandro, trying to get Alessandro to like her. Right. Okay. And it's interesting because the FBI agent, one of the FBI agents, knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And C- Catalina is so surprised because she's just like, this power is unprecedented, but it's also like a toddler. They don't know how to control it, and they're just kind mm-hmm. of like flinging it. It's not like super directed. It's like a child out of control. Yeah, it's not like a laser yeah. beam. Like adults learn control, and they can like focus their power on somebody. Right. It's like a tsunami, like a wave. It's yeah. like spread out o- over everyone, mm-hmm. so it's not quite as like effective on Alessandro. And anyway, they have like really good shields. But yeah, she knows at this point that Kaylee is probably responsible for mm-hmm. lying. And Catalina has to rein in her own power because instantly her, her inner beast wants to, like, kill Kaylee. She wants to. <laughs> and it's mostly because, and this is one of the things, like I said, Alona Andrews, they develop the, the character's powers, like, an aspect of their powers. And in this book, a new aspect of Catalina's power is explored, and it's called the harpy. The harpy. And I love it. I, I freaking loved it when they I started too. explaining it. I was like, so, oh my God. An aspect of Catalina's power, which she thought it was the whole power, was the siren. And it mm-hmm. just makes people love you, and she has to contain it really tight. And another aspect is the harpy. The harpy actually, like, her her powers are based on like emotional stress, you know, and strong mm-hmm. emotions. And if someone that she loves is in danger, the harpy wants to come out and wants to destroy like anybody carnage. who's trying to trying to <laughs> hurt the people that they love. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that's new in this book. And <laughs> this is the first manifestation. Is Alessandro is a, is if he didn't have shields, he, his mind would have been fried because right. of her careless, reckless power. And she wants literally to kill her. Yeah. And Alessandro has to, like, literally physically remove her from the place because he can feel her He can her feel something going. And, something, yeah. and, she, and he's like, it's not you. Because she's usually calm and collected. Right. Because her, literally her whole life she has built her, her shields on restraint and stuff. So it's very interesting and I really mm-hmm. like it. So when they get out of that meeting, the FBI agent's like, why aren't you doing anything? She's like, I need more proof. Like, she's suspect number one. But, like, I need more actual hard evidence that it is for sure her. Because I can't just accuse somebody of a house. They they know in that moment, based on what had happened to Pete and, like, what they saw, they're like, Kaylee killed him. Like, we know this, but there's no physical proof besides just knowing, you know, mm-hmm. deductive reasoning or whatever. So she was pissed that she had to leave the the killer, you know, killer's yeah. house and, you know, just leave, you know. And then 
there's an emergency request for help from like the DA's <laughs> office. So Alessandro goes with them. He's like, you go see what Byrne has discovered from the USB. Right. And um, I'll go deal with this. And, and so she also is like, yeah, she also does. Ugh, Constantine's at the house too. Got to deal with that. But <laughs> yeah, got to deal with that later. Let's see what trouble that brings. Right. So whenever she gets to um, Linus's house to watch the message on the USB, mm-hmm. we get our great reveal. It is Linus on there, and he's basically saying that, oh. hey, my grandfather's last name was uh, Mulpe. That's my uh, greatest pronunciation. Yeah, I have no idea how you pronounce the it. That's close. The only thing would be Mulp, which is weird. But I like this, Mulpe better. <laughs> this last name is significant because... They were the only known siren house in existence, yes. and they're yes. now extinct. And Linus is saying his grandfather's last name <laughs> was that last name. So guess what that means? That means that Linus is Catalina, Nevada, and Arabella's grandfather. No, we predicted this. We, we did. predicted this earlier. We have so de- Okay. Also, <laughs> this book has quite a few revelations, and yes. I just want to say- We were real. I'm we, proud of we us. We were right uh, also about, about Linus being Caesar. Exactly. But the twist was, because I was like, man, I'm I don't really like Linus. I don't I want know, him to be Caesar. I don't want him to be Caesar. But I love the twist. He was literally undercover. And yes. that's why he was Caesar. Yes. And I love that. I love that. So I was Ugh, like, oh, thank so you. Good. I just love all these like loose ends being tied up. It I just know. makes me happy. But nice. I love it. And um, Catalina feels a little bit betrayed because she's just like, I don't know why he didn't why he didn't say anything. And she's making these connections. Like in the previous book, Linus knew what to do when Catalina went like so deep into her mind. And she, mm-hmm. and he like passed it off as like, oh, I've just read a, a, a lot about this or whatever. And it's not true. It's because he's actually had experience. He actually has a bit of siren abilities. But what's interesting is the female sirens are only ever primes. Like there's no male prime siren. And that's always the females. It's cool. And it's great and dangerous. And that's why the Mulpes change their names and they stop being a right because they had they, to go into hiding because mm-hmm. if they had any females guess what because the government you know? wanted them to exactly. use those weapons basically. exactly yep so while she's listening to this there's an attack on the compound <laughs> and then now she realizes why constantine's disguise looked familiar yeah he took on the image of arkin's right hand man yeah it off and now she's like holy shit arkin literally publicly walked into our house our compound as the right hand man and now Uh arkin thinks that his right hand man has betrayed him right and so he must know some big secret because arkin's freaking out right now throwing like everything he has at every person in the family she can't get in touch with anybody their Mm -hmm. phone lines are down she's very worried she's trying to call her mom who's like gone to try to pick up um pete's significant other um and the family yeah they were going to the morgue to the morgue and so that's where she heads first because um well, her mom calls her and it's like uh there's a like SUV there's armored cars yeah. outside the morgan i don't think they're friendly yeah and so kelly <laughs> like it's probably xavier you cannot yes. go outside yes. like can you get to the building across the street which just so happens to be the office of records and yeah because there was a way building. to like take like a bridge or something through the mm-hmm. building without actually going outside Mm -hmm. and so that's what they do is they take sort of like this uh land bridge or whatever through the building and catalina's like i'll meet you there yeah and she's like just ask michael um not michael just ask um the keeper you know if if you could just stay in the lobby or whatever well whenever (laughs) she gets there she gets there like nothing has happened you can't just like really go to the the um office of records and like 
for just hang like out. a visit to hang out, you know, <laughs> they're a neutral, they're a neutral territory. They yeah. don't, they don't declare for any house or anything. They're very powerful with the things they know and the information they, they have. So many things, yes. but they're supposed to be keeping it all a secret, basically, yes. you know. And when she gets there, she kind of has to like fly by the seat of her pants and be like, yes, I actually do have a question to ask you because like they invited her mother to tea and she's like, well, I can't just let, you know, them, you know, have all this like hospitable likeness towards my mother and like not yeah. actually like stay here. Well, yeah, because he at the keeper uh, of records, he's like, we would like to speak with you for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, come on upstairs. She's like, shit, I just want to grab my mom and leave, but she has to go upstairs. We also meet Michael, like Michael. the keeper's assistant. Okay. So I put a description here because the first time that I was reading this, I didn't really pay attention to Michael. Yeah. But the second time I was reading this, I paid attention to Michael. He's a hottie. Look, I was like when his powers came out, I'm like, ooh, this dude. So I want to mention it right here. <laughs> so we've mentioned Mihail, which is yes. Russian for Michael. And yes. I watched an interview. Um, an interview was sent to me of Alona Andrews discussing this book after, um, after the release. Mm-hmm. And they just talked about this. So Michael – and Mihail are both potential love interests for. That's what I thought. Oh my god! So when I first read this, I even I messaged Jess and I was like, "Okay, is Michael going to be with Alessandro? Because please tell me, because he's so hot. <laughs> please tell me that's good. Who it's going to have?" But then I hadn't met Mihail yet. I don't know who I want her to be with. I don't know. So later on, and I'm just going to jump now that we're talking about Arabella. Sorry, we're going out of order. Yeah, sorry. Later on. Linus needs a favor from the from, office of records yes. from the from the keeper of the records. Yes. So there's a keeper and then Michael's like his right hand man basically. Right. And like he had like it's very interesting because Victoria Tremaine, the grandmother, told Linus like just give him what he wants. Just give and him he's what like, he wants. Ugh. So they go there and Linus like <laughs> has this line where he says, um, or he's like, well, what do you want? And the keeper's like, you know what I you want. You know what I want. And Linus is like, okay, I will not. I will not stand I will not in your stand way. I will not in the way, but I won't encourage it or whatever. And before he went to the office of records, yeah. he asked Catalina, do you think that Arabella will make, like, is she, is she a wise decision maker when it's going to come to her relationship? <laughs> and Catalina says yes. And so I was like, oh, my God. Yes. There, my, so Michael already wants yes, her. Yes. For some reason, Linus did not want Michael, Michael to pursue her. Arabella. Well, Michael is dangerous as fuck, y'all. Okay, so let me just say that. So like, after they have their little meeting, yes. they have a display of his powers, and yes. it's fucking cool. Well, let's get to that part. Okay, so, so first of all, they talk about um, – they talk about – they just want to know if Kaylee has ever been put on trial, just to confirm it. Right. Just confirming. And he, she's never been put on trial. Right. So that's and all she, a And lie. she asks, she's like, could Kaylee's powers ever manifest prime level? And the keeper of the record said, no, no. it would take an act against humanity for her to be that powerful. Right. And so they know that she's been given the, the Osiris serum. serum. Yep. She's been given the serum. And um, so... We go downstairs. So, of course, we leave the building. Yeah. And Xavier pops up. Fucking attacks. Yes. And this is, again, where her protective-ness um, comes over her because her mom ends up by being hurt. Cornelius is about to die. Yes. Her mom has, like, a shard, like, a big, like, metal thing through her thigh. Like, she could mm-hmm. bleed out. And they're about to be defeated. And all of a sudden, black wings manifest from yeah, Catalina. Yeah, the harpy with blood. red tips. Yes. And she screeches, okay? Mm -hmm. And the effect that it has on the two guys, because Xavier is in an arcane circle, which basically provides him protection, but the other guy is not. And the other guys, his face just goes blank. 
Like, yeah, he's, he's just like wiped no longer out. home. He's just wiped out. With her screech, she has like deprived him of like any his brain capacity. <laughs> of his brain. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and she's also like exhausted the shield for Xavier, who ends up by turning tail and running. Yeah. But also, it's very interesting as well because, again, like it's so hard to describe these fights, but she remembers a lesson that Rogan said. She's like a, a, a cornered, um, whatever type of mage Rogan is, basically a telekinetic, a cornered person will just like fling out like they won't have precision right so she looks like she's gonna scream again at xavier and it causes him to just like fling a car and she she timed it perfectly so the car ends up by slamming into the office of records yes and now even they're neutral territory (laughs) but if it's being attacked they will act but i love that because you see like basically the car because xavier again has mad rogan's like level of strength the car flies like up a couple of floors and hits the building you know and so michael steps up to the edge and suddenly they're shrouded in darkness so it says tendrils of black smoke and blue Blue lightning coalesce from behind him. And whenever it gets to the man who is right next to Xavier Mm -hmm. and it passes over him, all that's left is a pillar of ash. (laughs) I love this dude. And then he just like sucks all the blue smoke back to him and And disappears. Yeah, he just kind of. Yeah. And he also kind of like weirdly materializes whenever, whenever, like she's like, he wasn't in the That's room. That's true, he wasn't and there and suddenly he, he was and there. Here. She's like, but there must be some sort of What's like happening? secret passage or something. I'm like, Michael can fucking teleport. Like that Michael's just a fucking vampire. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what with is electrical power. What is like Michael? With the, with the smoke and lightning power. I okay? don't know y'all, but he's so cool Turning and badass. With all his neck tattoos and tribal tattoos. Delicious. That's all I have so to that's say. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I want Michael or Mikhail. <laughs> I don't know. Which one? I don't know. I'm really, really love for Mikhail Michael, too. but I like Mikhail too. Me too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she can date both of them. I don't know. <laughs> Get a taste for both and then this I'll decide. Is be, this is going to be difficult. Yeah. So um, they find out later that Alessandro is alive and he, he meets them at the hospital where they're treating her mom. And yeah. um, Catalina is like in absolute shock because she thought that Alessandro was dead. Her mom was going to die. Cornelius was going to die. And she's so pissed. So when she goes back home, she confronts Constantine and she's like, her black wings come out. And I love how like Patricia like calls back up. She's like, um, we need someone down Something. here right and now. And Constantine's shocked. He's like, what the and fuck? He's like, what's going on? What the fuck on? is happening? Alessandro just like runs down there and I like tackles he scoops her, her, scoops her up and just and, keeps like, running. He's like, this isn't you. So he jumps into this pool with her. Oh, this is a good scene. And we find out later that Linus actually warned him about this. Like, if she ever got out of control, like, dump her in salt water, okay? Isn't that crazy? So they dump her in salt water. And I love this moment because, like, she's still in a rage. But then she sees Alessandro and she's just like, The man of my affection. Beautiful. Yes. She's, like, so obsessed. Like, this this harpy essence of her is so, like, focused on Alessandro. Because we find out later he's the harpy's favorite. He is. Like, I know. I love that line. And also, Alessandra realizes, holy shit, I've just become like the target of this like uh, succubus coming toward me. Yes. And she tries to like lure him into the middle of the pool. She's like, we could stay here. We could like, stay come in here. Deeper. Come here. <laughs> and Alessandra lunges for her and carries her out. And then the rage drains from her. And um, she also is very afraid of the power because she's like, oh my God, I think 
I was trying to lure him into the pool so, to, drown to drown him so him. that he could stay with me forever. And she's like, right. what the fuck is this power? Yeah. She's freaking out about yeah. it. But he's insisting that he is not affected by her power. He's yeah. like, your power doesn't work he's on me. He's intrigued by and this he's aspect. Like, but oh, such a hardship that a beautiful woman was trying to like <laughs> seduce me in the pool. Yeah. So she's freaked out. He's, he's making a joke out but, of it. Yeah, joking and, about it. Like he's just like, it's fine. But he also... <laughs> says that Linus told him mm-hmm. if ever that happened and she's like motherfucker so you knew you knew yeah mm. yeah so yeah then they discover they go talk to Constantine later that the Imperium is after Archon and it's because he slyly gave the serum to one of the like cousins in the Imperium family and a bad thing happened. Basically, right. she it backfired. She, yeah, she, she lost like, control of power. Had a tea party and started yeah. killing everybody. And then her grandmother had to kill her. Had to kill her. And so now they're pissed. They're like, "Oh, you fucked with our family? Yeah, like you stupid man." Yes. But like he thinks that they don't know, but they know. They yes, fucking know. They do know. They do know. Okay, so yeah. Constantine tells them that. For three months, he's been impersonating Smirnoff. And so he's been, like, chatting with Archon for the past three months. Right. Okay. And um, so he's just like, yeah, we want we want Archon. Um, but but Smirnoff is dead. They already killed yeah, him. Yeah, Smirnoff is dead. Yeah, but Archon doesn't know it. Catalina wants a deal um, with with Constantine saying that they have the support of the Imperium um, with this case and that they will take Archon into custody because Alessandro wants revenge. Right. And so Constantine basically gets like manhandled into signing this contract. <laughs> I love right after that, Archon calls her directly and then starts insult, And she just like basically tells him to fuck off. You and I know? love how like Constantine and Alessandro are trying to give her pointers on what to say. They're like fighting over the <laughs> middle of fighting over to, the, like, the paper write to stuff. write notes and but she's like, ignoring them. Because she's already aware of everything they're writing to her. She's yeah. like, boys, I have this in like, hand. Well, I and then she ends it, she ends the conversation with something like so like, oh, they're like in awe of her. Yeah, the, the, she hangs up on Arkin. She hangs up. And, it's like, fuck off, basically. And, and she's like, know? we need to lure him out. I need to insult him I have directly. To, I have to piss him off yeah, so he'll come out. Yeah, I have to piss him off because he's just sending his goons after us like i need him to come down here personally yeah so because we need to just kill him once and, for and they're all. like floored like she just she just hung up on arkin yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then throughout all of that alessandro has been having like secret like phone calls that he's only speaking yes. in italian and stuff and we yes. find out that later on we find out that his grandfather has been which he does not have a good relationship with his grandfather at all no. has been trying orchestrating to orchestrating a marriage alliance a new, yeah a new marriage alliance and he's already like refused three but this is his fourth one and the the sad thing is this time he's threatening um his mother alessandro's mother and sisters if he doesn't cooperate like i can make their life hell you know if you don't do what i tell you yeah exactly and this girl like comes up like comes onto the scene like twice and the next time she brings alessandro's mother which he hasn't really seen her because the grandfather is uber controlling like very very controlling there's a story about how Mm -hmm. alessandro's mother married into the family and like she slowly got her freedom taken away like her passport disappeared all of a sudden she had no money like the family money and like she couldn't leave her children so she's been her hands have been tied but also that moment where the mother who's also the same type of mage as uh alessandro manifests leon's guns and kills the bodyguard i was like oh so mom a badass so, so like yeah cool. so the mom is like li- her name's lillian and she is she's like meek and mild and yeah. alessandra's like where's my sisters you know where are the girls i can't believe you left them with him he's like i, I had she's like acting all she's got this like whole meek and mild 
I had no control. Like I a beaten dog. And you then know? like Leon walks in and she sees the guns he has. She manifests them and then blows the brains out of the two bodyguards. And then she turns and then she turns <laughs> to Alessandra and is like, your sisters are on a plane to Chicago. Like your They don't know where know. they are. Are you going to give your mother a hug? It was like the best scene. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I love family reunions. Yes. I'm so happy. But anyway, yes. love, 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 And we got rid of that piss aunt, the, the um, whatever her name was, the... The one who claimed to be fiance. Yeah, that stupid girl who was like no match for Catalina. I love how oh, I, I love I love that moment where yeah. Alessandro actually was just kind of like, "You're you're such a baby. You're a you don't child. even know. You don't even know." And like yeah. embarrasses her, and he just like go home, don't mm-hmm. come back here again. And I really love it. This is over. Also, this is really fun. So Nevada and Catalina have a conversation because she basically is like, "Did you know that Linus was um our grandfather?" And Nevada's like. Yes. Um, look at what Arthur, which is Nevada's son, <laughs> has made. He made this rubber band like sling. Out of yarn. Out and of yarn a- and rubber bands. Yeah. And um, pins, push pins and And it shoots little bitty tiny bullets. Yeah. These rubber band bullets. And um so they're like, Yeah, he's manifesting Linus's power. And yeah. he's also yeah. telekinetic. Yeah. And he probably has uh, Nevada's powers too. Yeah. So I'm just in like, his sleep. He's like moving shit around the yeah. room and around I love the house. Nevada like grabs a remote and like puts it back. Yeah, down. Like, <laughs> like while they're talking, Arthur's like sleeping on her, and the remote just starts drifting across the screen. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. I love this shit. Y'all. Oh the man, family it's stuff awesome. just like gets me. I know, I know. I, these are my favorite scenes. Like these kinds of scenes where we have the two sisters talking, and and she's like, look, she's like, why didn't you ever tell me? She's like, well, this is what I also discovered, and she shows her a picture of um line when he was um, in the military. Yeah. And he looks exactly like their father, just with dark hair. with dark hair. Yeah. And I I love love that connection. So um, we have, like, a couple of things that happen. She finishes watching the video that Linus um, had recorded, and he basically tells her about the harpy aspect and about how most people who grew up with it, they they manifest wings that are more, like, grayish in color. It's like an in-between state. Because you can – right. You're you're controlling both of them at the same time. But she – since she didn't know any better – She goes straight to black with blood tip. Right. She's, like (laughs) – she's very, like – she goes on the opposite end of the spectrum, the very Mm -hmm. gold wings, and then she goes the black wings, Mm -hmm. okay? And so he just says that to be careful because the harpy will kill her in order to protect the yes. her, his, her favorite. She will basically screech and screech until she kills herself. And so they have to have a conversation, Catalina, because one of her greatest fears is that Alessandro yeah. will sacrifice himself this was in all, order to kill Archon. Right. And this was also, Linus says on the video, he's like, also, you know who the harpy's favorite is and mm-hmm. what the harpy will do to protect the favorite and so yeah. w- so alessandro takes her back to their she's back in her room and alessandro comes in and lays down the bed and he hears that last part he says am i the harpy's favorite and yeah. she's like yes you are and and he's like what is linus afraid of what and that's when she says she finally she's afraid confesses. she's he's afraid that you're gonna try to like harm yourself in, in killing arkin who, yeah for revenge for your father's death yeah and she and i'll kill myself i'll kill myself like, to in order try to, to try to protect you. you. The harpy yes. will kill me, basically, which is yes. myself. So, yeah. And he's like, I promise. I promise. This is such I'm not. an intense moment. And he says, you're more important than yes. revenge. Yes. And I really love that. He says, I will let him go. Yeah. And then he's, oh, y'all. Then he's like, I want 
to play with a harpy. I want to see her. She's like, what? No, She's you like, don't. no. No. And he's, he's like, like yes. Yes, I do. I, I want to know. So he pulls her out in the harpy. So they have sex. That it's like awesome. So like passionate. Yeah, and it's like, like aggressive and beautiful. And I love it. <laughs> and the harpy's dominant. The harpy is like, she wants her favorite now. She wants her favorite. She's going to take it. <laughs> it so awesome. then they also get a call from the prison where their grandmother, evil um, evil <laughs> grandmother, Miss Tremaine, she's, she's, she's in a prison she's been, well she's been injured and she's been attacked yes um she she did like eviscerate the mind of her attacker so she's actually yeah. really fine but um, <laughs> after she got all the information <laughs> yeah catalina i really love it because catalina's been so smart mm-hmm. she quote unquote cooks her mother's bodyguard so for mm-hmm. the past like two or three years she's been using her magic subtly on the bodyguard to basically make him like her slave almost right. like all she has to do is say like a trigger word and like the bodyguard will do whatever she says <laughs> yeah and so basically it's like she deep tells, hypnosis yep she's like trevor <laughs> grandmother is in danger and so he knocks the grandmother out because the grandmother <laughs> does not want to leave the prison like I'm and not that's leaving. the code knock her out <laughs> yeah like knock her out let's go so they bring her to the house where they have preparations they have a huge yeah. like protective circle so that she can't get out because she's extremely powerful it's so and funny. she's ruthless one of the funniest things too is when she's talking constantine's like flirting with her by the way downstairs she's like cooking up a storm and Constantine's like trying to like basically be seductive with her and then Arabella comes in and is like okay I'm going up to see our wicked witch grandmother in the arcane circle he's like you put your grandmother, grandmother? in an arcane circle yeah yes we and did she's like yeah we have you to. don't know our family you dynamic <laughs> But everything is so casual. It's like the humor is great. It's It's just great. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. So this conversation with evil grandmother is very interesting because she shows a little bit of vulnerability. And she's just like, listen, I've done horrible things. And (laughs) it's so strange because I can do all these horrible things because I was trying to protect my family. Like, yeah, I did some really messed up things, but Linus has also done even more fucked up things. But y'all and love him. And he comes out squeaky clean. Y'all love like, him and y'all, y'all hate love me. him. And y'all, y'all call hate me evil. Me. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, Catalina starts feeling really bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Linus walks into the connecting door, like, leaning on an ivy pole, pole and he's like, <laughs> He's like, Vicky, baby. And it's like, I'm like, oh, my God. It's the grandparents. It's awesome. I love it. And she's I love pissed. It. And she's like, and so I love how Catalina lets a little <laughs> bomb drop that she's deputy ward- warden and Victoria goes off. She's like, are you kidding me? She was mine. You mm-hmm. could have picked any of the other grandchildren. And, like, she starts, like, complimenting Catalina. She's right. like, she even stole my guard for me. Do you know how amazing that is? And she, like, she basically has control of my finances. Like, she's impressed by Catalina basically outmaneuvering her. Yes, because Victoria's all it. about, like, power and her family being powerful. Yes. So she <laughs> loves it, and she's so mad at Linus. She's like, you could have had any of the other ones. Nevada worships the ground you work on, walk on. <laughs> Like this in Arabella but you had too. To take, yeah. You have to take her. And I also really love how later on um she brings Arthur's little rubber band trap oh. to Linus and he's so happy that so one of his grandchildren, his grandchildren. Has, has his power. And is making little weapons out of yarn and rubber bands. <laughs> he's like he's like, This is too complicated for a toddler. Who made it? Arthur, the toddler. <laughs> I love it. He's so impressed. And I was it's like, like, oh, of course it's my genes. I love. Definitely all my grandchild. Love of. And also this is where we found out that Linus was Caesar, but it was an undercover operation to basically right. destabilize the rebels. Right. So then. So he wasn't the bad guy that he was made out to be. We find out a very important detail from Constantine. And it's about Arcan's powers. And he's like, the reason why it's so impossible to kill him is that he has this passive field that protects him. Mm-hmm. And 
she and he's like even if you can null powers it won't null his passive field so there has to be a way and Mm -hmm. that's whenever they go to the keeper they have to go to the keeper who has all the secrets and and all the information where linus has to agree (gasps) to michael to michael i mean it's not it's like a payment it's It's like a payment it's subtle like like undertext nobody ever mentions michael but we know that this has to be like he's giving not the go-ahead but like i'm not gonna interfere if michael wants to pursue arabella but that's what i love like why does where did Michael discover Arabella? How is he like? Ah, I need to know all yeah. this information. You know, yeah. Like I want to reread We've it too and see meet. like if yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Arabella and Michael, like have they ever met before? Like, I or has he know. just been watching the family and discovering the family and falling for her know, in different ways? I don't know. I'm just I'm it's so just fascinating. Yeah. So um, the keeper had told them something, showed them like a complex like pattern and stuff and Catalina has to draw it on Alessandra's body. And then we have our big showdown at the end which again you have to read it cuz they look, they're really good look. at they're really good at writing yes. action scenes. Oh yeah. Alona Andrews they always end with a big bang. Always. And, and it's always fun and exciting. But one of the biggest things that happens during this battle is that Alessandro's grandfather appears yeah. side by Arkin side. Arkin isn't alone. He's brought, yeah. uh, what was his name? Sagre- uh, what Sagre- something Sagredo. Like Franco Sagredo or whatever. Yes. And this is like Alessandro's livid because Complete his betrayal. grandfather is standing beside his son's killer. Yes, his like, son's murderer. In alliance. He is not there under it, duress. Under, exactly. It's not like uh, he's not been magically, you know, forced or anything. No. He is willingly standing with because he's also very power hungry as well yeah 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 so also we have a reappearance of adam pierce which you will recognize from the very first (laughs) book in this series (laughs) little little sexy adam and he has been given the osiris serum to make him he was already prime yeah makes him even more powerful like the fire that he displays now is crazy and there's a moment where we think linus died because he has this like i think of it like an iron man costume yeah he's in a tech suit but yeah that's what i think of like an iron Man. yeah and he like jumps on him and basically kills him yeah there's a moment where catalina thinks my grandfather he dead. just died. He and just then you hear himself. his voice through the tech. And uh, he, he asked the grandmother. He asked the grandmother, um, <laughs> Grandma Frida, who's like all about like mechanics and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, please bring the, the jaws of life to get me out of here. It's a little warm. Um, and I love that because I don't want anybody to die in these things. Me but, neither. Um, Catalina ends up by cooking the grandfather with her harpy magic. Oh, God. Love and it's it. and, But it's co- she's completely in control, yeah, which I love. in control. And she basically, and she's like, you know, because of all the things that he she he did to Alessandro, she pays it back. It's so awesome. So Arcan uses his power, which is to nullify everyone's powers around mm-hmm. him, because Alessandro is right there. But the thing about it is, is all the markings on his skin. It basically yes. neutralizes it, and so now he has He's got his all these in, cool magical glyphs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it glows it. and it absorbs that power, and he's mm-hmm. able to slip past Arcan instead of being frozen in time. He's able to still. So they they have a true standoff battle, like yep. you know, man to man. It's and awesome. He slips the knife through his ribs, nice. and then he cuts him in half. <laughs> like, he like, goes all the fucking this way. Is awesome. This is the stuff I love. You so know? after all that. They have won. Arabella prize Linus out. And then all of a sudden this SUV comes rolling up the drive. And she's yeah. like, what? Has diplomatic like flags and stuff. And it's Mikhail, Constantine's brother. And he wants Alessandro to come with him. So Alessandro is actually related to the Russian Imperium family. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. But he wants, he was like, we were told to bring Arkan, but since he's dead, we're going to bring, bring you. you back. And Arabella blocks. I love this standoff. So Arabella blocks him. And like... <laughs> 
Mikhail like exudes this like raging bull energy mm-hmm. and we're we right before he gets to Arabella he actually pushes Constantine and it looks and like, like just like a gentle tap gen- but Constantine goes, goes, goes like flying. flying right so like immense physical power right and then he like tries to get around Arabella and she's like I'm not moving and he tries to like gently push her away and she doesn't even budge and he's like I don't know what you are but you need to get away and like she shoves him he stumbles <laughs> and, and he's, he's like he's, he's like, like nope. what pissed he's What's like happening? absolutely pissed right here yeah so all of a sudden he turns into this like they call it an earth sign type monster so yes. he it's not fully bear but he it's looks like bearish a bear but with creature horns. bear demon type of yes. thing okay. very large very and then, large and then arabella laughs and turns into her beast <laughs> the beast of cologne i love her beast and awesome. I love it because Constantine just like gaping like, oh my god, this little girl just turned into a huge beast that matches my brother. <laughs> and then I love how Constantine looks at Arabella because he keeps telling Arabella how similar they are. Not her. He looks at Catalina, keeps saying how similar they are. They're the oldest, whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, so this is my brother, the bear of Kamchatka or whatever. Yeah, and she's like, wow. So they like roll around and fight. They start brawling. <laughs> well, the rest of them are like... So the epilogue... <laughs> the epilogue's The fantastic. epilogue is Arabella and Mihail. They're naked, lying on the ground, panting. So they fought for an yes. hour. They fought and, for an hour. And Arabella's like, I've never fought to the point where I'm actually exhausted. And go turn back to human. She's like, yeah. so this is what happens. This is what happens. Like, she's ne- right. She's never been so fully exhausted that your power drains and you basically just... She's never met her max yeah. And before. now she's naked because they don't shift with their clothes. Their yeah. clothes are torn off. You and know? so she gets up and she tells Mihail you didn't win i love not it. only that and he's just staring at she's her. completely naked and she thinks in her mind she's like should i cover my boobs or just look at him so she's like i decided to just look at him and, and let goes, him look and she goes wow she's damn. like they make him well they make him well, they in, make russia. Him well in russia they build well. holy shit <laughs> but also all he she does gives is off stare. the air of unimpressed and yes. he just stares at her he's just you know that look he's just like he's impressed extremely i don't know i'm so leaning a little in- towards mihail just because they can have like they can but i don't know i don't know i have to see michael with her we have to see the relationship i love it she gets up and she like basically wipes the grass off her ass like pats it off completely and she's like um like, don't okay. roll into the amp pile that's to your left yeah, whenever you, you when, get up she's like, when you get up roll to your right okay yeah. all right this has been fun but i gotta go yeah. <laughs> like leaves them there Goodbye. it's so see you never awesome anyway. <laughs> then we have an extended little epilogue where um, it's actually oh, yeah. it's actually like um, Runa Bru- and, and Burns' wedding. wedding. Yes, and we also had this like hint throughout the no- throughout the series that the mom was having like a little romance yes. with one of their security guards, which is so great. And she's officially been a little, reti- yeah for a really long time. But he retires because he was upset that he was in the middle of like this deal and he wasn't there to protect her during this whole yeah. standoff because it happened like within a very short time right period all these events she was hurt while he was gone and he's like i, I retired and like they're <laughs> holding hands over there and it's so cute super freaking cute yeah and i just really like it so it's this epilogue is called a happy goodbye mm-hmm. and um the thing about it is alona andrews they're not sure because they were only contracted for six books and so they're not sure if they will be publishing with the publishing house, Arabella's or, or books, indie. or indie, and if they are going to do it indie, it's not going to be anytime soon. 
like they oh. have other projects that they're working on right like, it's not gonna be soon so yeah but anyway everyone's that. really i'm really not happy excited. about it but <laughs> i understand it <laughs> yeah because yeah. i would love to have it soon but also i get it 100 percent. exactly yeah. so yeah well so my showdown was honestly it was when alessandro admitted to her that he would not sacrifice her or them or their happy life together for his revenge. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love that moment because that has been her fear through basically three books, you know, or definitely since book two. Yeah. And then when he taunts the um, harpy to come out and play with him, I loved it. That was a sexy scene. (laughs) It was just like, it rolled from emotional into the sexy, which is my favorite. Yeah. It's, it's also my favorite too. (laughs) So my showdown is actually about Arabella. My favorite showdown is, it's whenever she and Mikhail duke it out. Like, oh my God, like how can you not? so good. I really love it. It's so good. Because I really have been, you know, like Catalina and Alessandro have been together since book two. And so like this was like a really like soft. um, Soft romance. Yeah, soft romance for them. And I'm just kind of like gearing up for Arabella's, even if it takes like years and years and years for us to get that. I can't wait because I mean I have loved Arabella since Nevada's books. Yeah, you know just, she's been so cool. She's a firecracker. She's such a know? firecracker. She wanted so badly to be a part of it, but they were like, "No, you have to keep your beast a secret." But now like, they're a powerful house, and she can do what she wants. <laughs> now she can stuff. let her beast out to play yeah, and really rumble with it. the bear. <laughs> and I also really love how we find out. I, I don't know if I actually heard this in an interview, but everyone thinks that. Like, they look at Arabella as a ticking time bomb because they're like, oh, if she gets too enraged, she can't control the beast. And Alona Andrews had mentioned something like, Catalina wants them to think about that, but she's actually very in control. Right. See, I don't, I mean, and, and yeah, Arabella, yeah, I don't see, I don't see that either. about it. Yeah. Well, in, in the first three books, it's, she does very get ragey. They're very yeah. worried about her rage and like, oh, don't make her angry. And like, oh, Arabella, calm down. <laughs> Stop like fighting with your sister about makeup, you know. <laughs> they're afraid that she's going to unleash the beast, you know. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, she's had in- incredible control. And um, I'm just very curious, like I said, the way that they yeah. build powers, like what more can Arabella do? Yeah. You know? Oh, one more thing I should mention. I know we, I know this is out of order, but I just have to. There was one point when she was furious about the money that they owed yeah. the Office of Records for all the cars flying. She's like, that's not our fucking fault, basically. And she wanted to go and charge and, t- and stick the bill up Michael's ass, the guy who sent the bill, mm-hmm. who we know now yeah. has a thing for her. Yep. And Nevada and Catalina freaked the fuck out. Like, do not, do not, t- do not taunt this guy. He is dangerous. He's so yeah. dangerous. So they've, they've put him up to be this like super powerful, super dangerous entity. We don't know whose house he is. We don't know who he is. We don't know anything about him. And then we have the Russian bear. We have the fucking <laughs> like, Russian bear. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's and gonna I love be Russian so good. bear, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me too. I'm also like, Russian. All you have to do is say Russian. And I was there. <laughs> oh, God. Such a good episode. Yes. We had so much fun. So, guys, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And we look forward to the next one. Where we'll be discussing Sustained by Emma Chase. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.